I do want to say this. If you're new here with us, you can text I am here to 94,000. We don't have a welcome card. We just do it online. So if you are enjoying yourself today and want more information, you can text uh, I am here to 94,000. I want to make mention, what a blessing this week we were able to serve Nakoma Park Intermediate. That's kind of the school that we've adopted. Um, Gretchen helped coordinate with some others. Uh, we served the, the teachers and the staff at Nakoma Park Intermediate. We served them lunch on Thursday, dinner on Friday. And, uh, of course, when they were here Thursday, they're just so blessed and so thankful. But anytime we can put the Lord on display, uh, right, his generosity, his kindness, his thoughtfulness, I love that. And then the, the men's prayer breakfast yesterday was a powerful time. Um, I have this one core value I'm going to mention. We value putting God on display for others to see inside the church and outside the church. So if you are new here, we want you to experience Christ, the risen living Jesus in his body. Amen. Amen. Uh, If you want to know where Jesus is, look in his body. (laughs) If you want to know where your wife is, you look in her body, right? Well, Jesus has a body here on the earth, and uh, we want to be certainly examples of him. Um, I like Brother Don Bartlett, so he's telling me this week that from the time somebody new walks in to the time they get to the sanctuary, my prayer is they get 10 handshakes, uh, 10 examples of his love. We call it the message before the message. And uh, people don't care how much you know or who you know till they know how much you care. So we always want to be about that. Uh, if we get to it, Hebrews 2.11, I think we will. I want you to eat this passage this week, Hebrews 2.11. Boy, this is stout. You're probably going to get up and run around the room when I read it. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Father, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit that administrates it. We love you. Love all that you're doing. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we talked about the centrality of Jesus. Jesus came bearing witness of the truth, knowing his teaching is very important. He taught God as our Father. He introduced a prayer, our Father who art in heaven. This is brand new in the new covenant. Nobody in the old covenant called God Dad, Abba, Daddy. Uh, None of those endearing terms. But Jesus comes up, shows up in the midst of that culture, uh, bringing us a relationship with with our Heavenly Father. So here's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, NIV. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, look at this, has blessed us in the heavenly realms with a few blessings. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. Brother Don touched on it. Do you know how privileged we are? Now, listen to me, because I'm not blowing smoke. Demonic forces are trying to convince the most blessed and privileged people on planet earth and i'm talking about americans he's trying uh, the enemy's trying to convince us that we are victims we're disadvantaged and therefore we're discontent and it's a total lie we are privileged there are people that are privileged and oppressed in our country those who are in christ are privileged and blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places Those who are oppressed are oppressed of the devil. That's what my Bible says. And so there are the privileged and oppressed, but we are those who are in Christ. So do not let spirits and principalities and faulty belief systems draw you into the culture that everything's negative, everything's wrong. We, we, we got it all, you know, uh, we, we lack for all things. No, we don't. 
We don't. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Verse 4, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world. Look at this, to be holy, blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. This is why the parable of the prodigal son, the father will not settle for slaves. He doesn't want more slaves. He wants sons, sons and daughters through Christ in accordance with his good pleasure of his will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he's freely given us. Wow in the one that he loves. And now look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11, New Living Translation. So now Jesus Christ and the ones he makes holy have the same Father. (laughs) Jesus came introducing a father-child relationship with Almighty God. My goodness. And we let the devil tell us, oh my goodness, I just don't have enough. I just so... I'm such a victim. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're a victor in Christ. I love New King James says that Jesus Christ is holy and all the ones he's made holy have the same father. They're part of the same family. My goodness. Our relationship with the living God is a family affair. That's why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. Period. Where's brother Mike? There he is. Brother Mike, you see this period right here. He's talking about at the breakfast how we're accepted in the beloved, period. What we want to do is say, well, I'm accepted if. If I do good today. If I do it all right today. If I confess it right today. If I don't do something wrong today. No, it says you're accepted in the beloved, period. And this is the same principle. Jesus is not ashamed to call you his brother and sister, period. Amen. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I'll praise you among your assembled people. Amen. I love when we assemble together, when we gather together. Church attendance way down, way down in America, way down. Why? Because the enemy knows that when we assemble together, there's power release. Christ is in the midst. Now, I know you can be saved and a child of God at home in your closet all by yourself, you and Jesus. But you can't get this dynamic by yourself. So come on to church. Come on, let's assemble together. You've seen the bicycle at Walmart, right? What does it say real big on the box? Assembly required. Okay, so... So we come together, practice our assembling. We are those people, aren't we? (laughs) We are those people. I want to proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I'll praise you. So when we're praising and worshiping God like this morning, who is that? It's Christ in you, praising the Father, declaring His goodness. Oh, that's powerful. Powerful. All right, let's go to John 14. Seven, Jesus said, if you'd known me, you'd know my father. You know him now, you've seen him. Philip said, show us the father, we'll believe. Jesus said, have I been with you this long? You still don't recognize me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the father. So how can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I'm in the father and the father's in me? What a powerful statement. See, he's bringing union. This is the new covenant. This is your, God's your father. He's he's bringing this relationship to you by the Spirit. That's why He died for you, so the Spirit of sonship could enter your heart, same Spirit that He had, crying out what? Abba, Father. Wow, Daddy God. Do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father's inside of me? 
The words I speak to you, I don't speak of my own authority. The Father dwells in me, does the works. Now underline that. The Father in me is doing the work. So I want you, as you're reading the Gospels this week, sit, take time, pause, sit with Father, sit with Father God and say, what are you showing me in this miracle? Because the Father is actually doing the works through the Son to reveal Himself. Verse 11, believe me that I'm in the Father, the Father's in me. Or you can believe based on the works themselves that the Father is here. So let's recap a little bit. What's the Lord uh, trying to show us through the miracles of Jesus? He has compassion on those who are suffering. He healed lepers. Number two, he invites us to partner with him, and he's generous. That's the feeding of the 5,000. Number three, he gives hope to all that religion and, and works has disqualified. That was the woman caught in adultery. The Father is doing these things. And then number four, our Father likes to reveal his power and ability in our lives. John chapter 9, the man who was born blind. The man who was born blind. Jesus, they're, they're asking him, who sinned, this man or his parents? And Jesus like, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who sinned. What matters is where I'm about to take this guy, uh, where we're headed from here. Can you wipe those off? I'm not terrible. <laughs> yep, thank you. All right, and then, so that's John 9. And then uh, number 5, our Father cares about our circumstances and here, is here to help. <clears throat> Thanks. This is blind Bartimaeus right here. Not me. What? What in the world? Do you see that, Brian? <laughs> this is blind Bartimaeus, not me. Mark ten. <laughs> oh my goodness! I may not recover from that. That is good. That is good. So he heals blind Bartimaeus because he's crying out. Son of David, have mercy on me. And they all said, be quiet, man, shut up. And so he yelled louder. I like that guy. I like that guy. Ain't nothing you got to say is affecting me. I got to get to Jesus. I got Jesus to be involved in my situation. Amen. So let's go to number six. (laughs) Number six. Our father is interested in our participation in us being made well. So don't settle for healing when you can have wholeness in your spirit, soul, and body. John 5, verse 1. After this, uh, there was a feast of the Jews, and he went up, Jesus went to Jerusalem. And there in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, uh, Bethesda, there's five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Now remember, the Father is the one who does these works. So we're asking him, Father, what are you revealing to us? For an angel went down a certain time, stirred the water, and uh, whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well, whatever disease that he had. How about that? And then here we go, verse uh, 6. There was a man there who had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus, Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he'd already been in that condition a long time. He said, look at this, do you want to be made well? See, that's where you can't, you can't let the victim ideology in our country run rampant. I'm, I'm concerned if he asked some people, do you want to be made well? They'd say, no, I, this, this is my whole identity. And the sick man said, sir, I, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool of water when it's stirred. And so when I'm trying to come down, another steps in before me. So he has uh, the desire to be healed. He does not have the means 
to heal himself. Now you remember that. Because when sickness tries to come against you, remember, you don't have to heal yourself. You can have a desire and a receptivity to apply the healing that Jesus has already paid for. Uh, and Jesus said, all right, well, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And the day was the Sabbath. And the Jews said to him who was cured, well, it's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to be carrying your bed. <laughs> Let's totally ignore the, the guy. This is what jealousy will do to you. They, they can't even rejoice with him. They can't even pause and say, this, this really could be God. Because this guy's been here 38 years and he's walking around and the first thing they say to him is, hey, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of churches, right? You got the guy dancing and shouting and oh my goodness and bouncing off the walls. Hey, we don't do that here. How about you find out what happened? What happened to you? What happened to you? Amen. Let me rejoice with you. So anyway, they're mad. And he answered and said, well, the one who made me well, he told me, (laughs) take up your bed and walk. Love it. And they said, well, who is this man who said, take up your bed and walk? But but the one who was healed didn't know it was Jesus. A multitude was there. And afterward, Jesus found him at church and said, hey, see, you've been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Now, right, that right there, verse 14, should prove to you he not only desires healing, he desires divine health for you every single day of your life. He wants health and wholeness for you. Don't settle for healing when you can have wholeness and radiant health on a daily basis. Amen. Amen. You can have radiant health on a daily basis. Now, uh, I want to say this too. He didn't say... Don't go sin or God will put something on you. He didn't say that. Sin is what brings sickness and disease and those kind of things. Okay, Sin is unnatural. Sin is unsatisfying. Sin is unhealthy. Sin may be accustomed for human beings like we're kind of used to it. We sin, but it is not natural. It is not healthy. And it is not satisfying. Amen. Why? Because you're made in the image of a righteous, holy God. That's what satisfies you is righteousness and love and purity. That's what satisfies. Does that make sense? I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I don't have a lot of time. But if you went to your doctor and said, listen, uh, I've decided that instead of trying to have a peaceful life and a healthy mind and, you know, walking in love and forgiveness, I'm taking up resentment, bitterness and evil. That's my new M.O. Now, he may be an atheist, but he's going to tell you, you're crazy. Why? Because he understands the human body. The Holy Spirit's not the only one that protests every step of your self-destruction. Your own body protests ill will and resentment and unforgiveness and evil. Amen, somebody. Amen. So we need to mix our... We need to mix faith... With the living word. Whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. Mix faith with the living word. Brother Scott Knepp was bringing this out the other night uh, at M28. Well, how do I mix it? Well, yield fully to him. If he says do it, then do it. Participate with him. Well, how do I do that? Believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. This is the work of God that you believe. 
We're not talking about intellectually believing something. We're talking about believe with your heart and on the inside, with your guts. Believe it. Believe with your heart. That's what Romans says. With the heart, man believes, right? Romans 10.10. These people honor me with their lips, but their what? Their heart is far from me. Proverbs chapter 4. Guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues, the boundaries of your life. Guard your heart. Why? Because the heart's the centerpiece, man. That's That's where lies can get in there and take root and deceive you and trick you. So Matthew 14, 27 through 33, Jesus tells Peter, Peter says this, Lord, if it's you, what? Bid me to come. Jesus gave him a command, said, come. Jesus told this gentleman, uh, rise, take up your bed and walk. What if he just said, well, it's never worked before. Who are you? What? No, what did he do? He believed. Mix your faith with the living word, Jesus Christ. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. If he's asking you to lay something down, lay it down. Don't hesitate. This is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. It says the promises didn't work for them because they didn't mix it with faith. So whatever he tells you to do, believe it. Mark chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. There's a man with a withered hand at the temple. Jesus turns around, looks at them, it says, with anger. Jesus looked at them, the Pharisees, with anger because they were trying to block this guy's healing. It wasn't personal wounded ego. Hey, you're thwarting my ministry. Ah, are you serious? He's upset with them because they're, they're blocking the healing of a human being he's trying to help. Remember, Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. That's the evangelism. You want an evangelism explosion? Just partner with Jesus and do people good. Do good. Oppression comes from the devil. So if people are oppressed, bind up the devil. How about go and wash in the pool of Siloam? What if he said, I'm not washing. What are you talking about? Jesus spits and makes mud balls. Puts them on people's eyes. Did you guys ever notice (laughs) when Jesus preached the kingdom of God that healing was always present? Have you noticed this? Healing and health were always present. He never taught once on how to heal somebody. He never taught how to heal the sick, but he did teach principles and attitudes that subdue illness that produce human health. Healthy are those who love. Healthy are those who forgive. Healthy are those who are full of joy unspeakable and full of glory. Healthy are the patient. Healthy are the wise. Are you, are you with me? Every principle and attitude is, is health-giving and life-producing for human beings. Why is that? He said he was a physician. Mark 2.17 Don't ever elevate your doctor's opinion over Jesus' opinion. Never. Because He is the great physician and He made that doctor. Amen. I love doctors. I'm for nurses. I'm for all that. But I don't deny the natural realm exists, but I do deny it's all there is. There's a physician in the realm of the Spirit who is my chief physician. I do what He says. Come on, Holy Ghost. Amen. Whatever he says, do, do that. Why? Because we're mixing it with faith. All right, let's go to this. 
How do we know our Father wills health and wholeness for us? Number one, there's no sickness in heaven. That's the prayer in Matthew 6.10. If you guys think that God's will is just sovereignly being done all over the planet, that God's just happy, happy, happy with the way our country is going, then you're not listening to Jesus. He said, pray that the Father's will would be done. What's His will? The first thing, the kingdom would come. Lordship via the Holy Spirit. That Jesus would be lording human beings' hearts in our country. There's no sickness in heaven, so... We're going to, if we see sickness here, we're going to oppose it. Disease, disease is an enemy which Jesus clearly fought against. That's Mark chapter 2, verse 17, when he called himself a physician. Listen to me. Jesus was not a moralist imposing a moral code on you for which you're badly made. Listen to me. He's not a philosopher imposing philosophy on you for which you're badly made. He's not a religious figure trying to impose religious rules on you for which you're badly made. Jesus is our everlasting Father, our Lord, our Savior, our King. And what's He doing? He's simply announcing to His kids the way He designed them to live. That's what He's teaching. He never taught us how to heal, but He did teach us how we can walk in divine health. And the gospel of the kingdom, which is Christ's Lordship in you, is God's total program for health and healing. His Lordship is His total program for health and healing. The kingdom of God on the earth is God's total answer to man's total need. The kingdom of God on the earth. Now, we were taught growing up the kingdom of God was where we go when we're dead. No, Jesus said, it's here. I brought it here. I brought the spirit of that culture here. And so Jesus and His band of disciples, that group, that entourage, every town they went to, health, healing, and wholeness followed them. And listen to me, it wasn't just about healing some people. Kingdom of God on the earth is a lifestyle. It's an identity for you to live right now. The Lord can lord you right now by the Spirit. You'll be healthier if you'll listen to Him. You'll feel better if you'll listen to Him. Now, you can stay up all night and grudge if you want. You can grudge on that guy at work, or you can do what Jesus tells you to do. Well, He told me to bring Him some soup. He told me to buy Him lunch. Well, do it. He's just disarming the enemy. You thought you warred with flesh and blood. You don't war with... That guy's not your enemy. you got a common enemy. Yeah, Amen. Healing and health simply followed Jesus in his entourage. They were an access point. Everybody say access point. So, so for, for the, the Lord to break through, for the Spirit of God to break through and transform natural things. The guy had been uh, lame for 38 years. But heaven broke through and it changed. Told you last week, that's one of the things the Father, I think the reason that He healed and did these works is so you know that you know that you know, no matter what your lot in life is, wherever you are right now, it can change supernaturally like that. He can break through and change immediately. They were simply an access point. So our vision at Grace Church is advancing God's kingdom, His Lordship by the Holy Spirit one heart at a time. We want Jesus Spirit in every human being that will receive Him. And we're going to encourage them to listen to Him. Hear His voice. Eat the Word. Hearken, you know, acclimate yourself to hearing His voice. Spirit to spirit, heart to heart. Right, Ron? Thought to thought. You're probably not going to get an audible voice. 
So learn to listen from the inside. So when we talk about advancing God's kingdom one heart at a time, we want Grace Church, this building, we want this property, 13 acres right here, 13 big acres to be an access point for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ to break through. He's got an access point. Let this just be an altar. Amen. Let this physical building and this physical location be an altar unto the Lord. That He is welcome here. If you don't think there's principalities and powers throughout the country, throughout Oklahoma, trying to mess up human behavior through faulty belief systems, through lies and deceptions, you're not paying attention. So let's give him an access point. Father, we just allow Grace Church, this building, this property, to be an altar. We dedicate this place. We dedicate these 13 acres to you as an access point for the kingdom to break through, for a culture of health and healing and wholeness to reside in your people. In Jesus' name, amen. See, we should be people. We're culture carriers. We should be people of joy, people of faith, people of love, people of health, healing, and wholeness. And yes, sickness does try to come on us, okay? There's a war going on. That doesn't change his word and doesn't change who he is. What's the first half of the word ill will? Ill. You ever wondered why they call it ill will? Because if you grudge on somebody long enough, you're going to make yourself sick. Jesus didn't teach grudging. He taught goodwill. Be too glad, too joy-filled a person to be the enemy of any man on your job. <laughs> That's, that, that'll preach, won't it? Be too glad and too joy-filled a human being to be the enemy of any person. Because the one who lives in you, he died for that person. Well, he clearly doesn't understand what kind of guy. Oh, really? He doesn't know what kind of guy he is, huh? The gospel of the kingdom, the lordship of Jesus in our thoughts, in our choices every day. The gospel of the kingdom and good health are inseparably connected. He doesn't just care about healing. He cares about divine health on a regular basis. Let us be, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the strong, the joy-filled... Amen? The full of the love and goodness of God everywhere we go. Let us radiate. I mean, Second Corinthians 3 says that the glory of the old covenant was so great, Moses had to veil his face. How much greater is the glory of the new? Where's the, where's the glory, Lord, on our faces? You know what he says? Just believe. Believe me. Believe me. Believe it's true. That's why it's called the gospel. It's good news. So, Loving others is healthy. Forgiving others is healthy. Goodwill is healthy. All the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, all that, radiate health to our bodies and our minds. Number three, he built into your body to fight disease inherently and instinctively. Is that true? Is your immune system a highly organized defense system? It is designed to fight intruders. This is God's kindness to you. I mean, he put into your body to resist sickness. You should be resisting it. (laughs) Resist sickness like you resist sin. Why? Because it's not part of the wholeness Jesus paid for. Now, I get it. I get it. There's sickness everywhere. I get it. It's trying to come on us. But I'm resisting it. I'm not rolling over. Amen. And that doesn't mean don't, don't call the doctor and the nurses. Get some opinions, man. Fight that thing with all the means necessary. 
God thought of your immune system. God designed it, created it just for you. You want to know why? Because He wants you here. (gasps) I thought He wanted us raptured out. Wrong. He wants you here. You know why? Because all the unsaved people are here. And yes, you will go to heaven one day. You will be there to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. But until then, He needs you here. You want to know why? You didn't fall from heaven, guys. Lucifer fell from heaven. You fell from your leadership position in the earth. (laughs) Isn't that right? John 17, I pray, Father, don't take him out of the world. Jesus said that. Don't take them out of the world. (laughs) Just keep them from the evil one. (laughs) You're the hope for America. You're the government of God on the earth. You're carrying Him, His joy, His kingdom, His health, His life. Man, can you see the strongholds? So strongholds are faulty belief systems that that, uh, affect people's behavior. Let's pick Chicago. So there's a spirit in Chicago, a murdering spirit. It's running rampant. It's terrible. We don't run in and say, hey, everybody, stop murdering. You better address the principalities and the powers that are over Chicago. You start addressing them in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ He's given you. And then you got to start teaching the gospel of the Lordship of Jesus Christ that as they'll yield to Him, the whole culture and dimension and climate of Chicago can change. Because it's those those demonic princes that sow belief systems that cause murder, hatred, divisiveness, right? That may say within Chicago, hey, the devil's not oppressing me. That guy is. It's not, it's not the devil. They don't think twice about the devil. The devil tells them, it's that guy. He's oppressing me. He made me a victim. Sin made you a victim. Come on, am I preaching good? Preaching good. How are we doing on time? Well, we're over time. Amen. (laughs) Father God wants you here. He wants His sons on the earth. That was the goal in Genesis was to colonize the earth with sons and daughters of God that look like Him. Your eternal purpose is sonship. Believe it. You're supposed to be here. John 10.10 should answer this question for you. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. Number four, Jesus, who is our Father's perfect image, didn't put sickness on anybody. There's your John 10.10 passage. How about 1 John 3.8? Jesus went about doing good, full of the Holy Spirit, uh, doing good to all those oppressed of the devil. Well, the same Spirit that was in Him is in you. And when you begin to understand that every human being you come into contact this afternoon with or at home or at school or at work, when you understand that they're biologically and physiologically designed to look like Jesus Christ, your heart will go out to them. Get a hold of the understanding that every human is made by Him and for Him. We're all, Romans eight twenty nine predestined to look like Jesus. I challenge any politician... By the way, somebody watching online this morning was healed of migraine headaches. I forgot to mention that to you. Healed immediately. When we began to pray this morning, uh, they texted in and said, My migraine is gone. I've been healed instantaneously. But for anybody watching, where's the camera? Which camera am I on? 
I challenge any politician to build a city, a town, anything, a nation on principles contrary to the Lord Jesus Christ. It will destroy that city. It'll destroy those people. Could you imagine a candidate running on fear? Hey, my plan is we're going to invoke fear on everybody. They'll be the, we have it right now. Thank you. Good discernment. It's true. Why is the country so unhealthy? Because fear is unhealthy. Perfect love removes all fear. So instead of shooting our neighbor, we go over there and help him. Are you low on food, brother? Let me help you. Because you're not my oppressor. Amen. I challenge any politician to build their city, their town, their nation on the principles that Jesus Christ taught. You'll have one healthy, vibrant group of people. And when you begin to understand that, you'll understand, hey, he wills health and wholeness, wholeness for human beings. Jesus was the exact replica of our Father's image, his nature. He never put sickness on people. That's why when calamity strikes, there's a bombing downtown, there's a flood in New Orleans, we, we go to help. We don't sit there and think, well, God probably did that to them, they're sinners. We don't do that. Jesus didn't do that. He helped the sinners. Why? He was putting his father on display. He he was trying to introduce the father. The father's introducing himself through Jesus to them. He ate with them. He talked to them. He sent the crowd home when they were going to stone the woman. See, that's the problem. If you think everybody that's got uh, sickness, disease, calamity in their town or whatever, they just deserve it and God did it to them. No, the devil did it to them. And that's why you're going to go help get him out of town. Go help get him out of town. And then the Bible says his word heals us. God did send his word. That's Psalm 107, 20. And then John 1, 4. Written word, not just living word, guys. Psalm 103, right? Verse 1, 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget none of his benefits. Heals all of our diseases, right? So I've got uh, a list of healing scriptures here. Whoever wants them, they're on the front row right there by Stacy, front and back page. It's not all of them, but I did print some of them out. But mix your faith with the, the written word. First Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were. You were healed. You were healed. Well, what does that mean, preacher? Well, let me show you. It's right here. This is what it means. Uh, help me, Holy Ghost. Uh, nope. It means that you're already healed in your spirit, man. You are not sick trying to get well. You're already well and whole in Christ. Sickness is trying to come on you. That's what that means. You're already sozoed in your spirit, man, by faith, Okay. Sickness can't enter your spirit, man. Jesus is right there. But he does try to enter your soul and your body. Same with the demonic. They'll try to... They can't push you off your spirit, man, but they'll mess with your, your thought life. They'll mess with your body. Psalm 107.20, he sent his word and healed them, delivered them from all destruction. Matthew 9.35, Jesus went about all cities and villages. Teaching, can you imagine, in their churches, the synagogues, he was teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, listen, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Jesus is a physician. Why wouldn't he be? He made you. 
He knows how you work. That's why you got to listen to him. If he says, forgive, forgive. If he says to you, why are you bringing that up to me? I know you did that six years ago. Why are you bringing that to me? He says, forgive yourself, then forgive yourself. Amen. 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 And he says, take that neighbor who erected a fence you didn't want, go buy him dinner, then go buy him dinner. On earth as it is. You, you think that neighbor, you guys are going to be fighting in heaven over the fence? Let me, let me give you this. This is a fun exercise. Acts chapter 10. This, this is hilarious. Acts chapter 10. I know I'm over. I'm sorry. I apologize. Acts chapter 10. And a voice came to Peter and said, and it's written in red. So who is that? Jesus. Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Verse 14, but Peter said, not so, Lord. For I've never, yeah, Peter, this, this guy does not think before he speaks. I've never eaten anything common, common or unclean. Okay. Lesson in lordship. Write down three words. Not so, Lord. If you want him to be Lord, you better cross out the first two. Now, you want to govern your own life, which you can because you're a little sovereign. You're made in God's image that way. Then you cross out Lord, but that'll be to your detriment. And it won't be because he's going to hurt you. It's because hurt is built into living life against the design of the one who invented it. It's that simple. Hurt is built in to living against the blueprint. Well, who's the blueprint? Jesus Christ. I am the way you're designed to live. I am the truth about you. I am the life to be expressed through your mortal body. Do these things. You'll live. Amen. Amen. Is that good? Let me... Don't forget the healing scriptures. You can pick up a copy here. If we run out of copies, we'll make some because we have a copier. Amen. We have a copier right outside the door. If you need these, don't go home without them. Don't be selfish. All right, now. Um, what was it you were telling me, Lord? Yeah, I love this one. Make it a goal every day to have a sound mind, a healthy mind. And it, that probably means you're going to have to cut down on TV, the Internet, and social media. <laughs> Look at this. I know that you're human. You're going to face sickness, okay? So here's a few thoughts to help you and your loved ones. Number one, I mentioned it. You're already healed in your spirit, man. Sickness is simply trying to come on you. You are not sick. Do not identify with it. Number two, remember, it's not up to you to heal yourself. Through Christ, healing is yours and it's covenant provided. If he saved you, he can heal you. Well, then, Brother Steve, why isn't everybody healed? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I've prayed for people and seen them miraculously healed. I mean, we had a woman healed of migraines this morning. She's not even here. It came through the airwaves. Or it's just Jesus in her. (laughs) That he's there with her. But anyway, nonetheless, it it was awesome. So I don't know why that happens, but it doesn't change the word of God. I do not base my theology on my personal experience. That's why people are Americans here and our politicians are taking the Bible out of everything because their theology, their belief system is based on what they experience. 
All right, number three, we inherit the promise of God through faith and patience. That's Hebrews 6.12. Number four, while waiting for manifestation of your healing, let God use you or use what you're going through. A man was slowly going blind and he said to the Lord, Lord, what I've lost in eyesight, let me gain in insight. He kept his heart right all the while trusting Christ for his total healing. But he said, hey, if I'm, if I'm losing some eyesight, let me gain it in insight. Number five, if you need healing, start sowing healing and praying for everybody else. <laughs> Amen, Pat? Pat comes over to me during greeting time. He said, you know, this is wild. I keep praying for joy and peace for everybody else. And it keeps coming back to me. It's biblical. Yeah, it's Jesus, man. We're sowing goodness. We're sowing kindness. We're sowing love. And we're sowing what? Healing. We're sowing hell. We're praying. Let that be part of your prayer time, guys. Don't let it be gimme, gimme, gimme. My middle name is Jimmy. Don't let your prayer time be me-focused. Let it be God-centered and others-minded because the Father knows what you have need of even before you ask Him. You belong to Him. He bought you. He's with you. Amen? What do you not have? When Christ came into you to live, what do you not have? You don't lack for anything. Lord, your shepherd. Psalm 23, 1. Does this make sense to you? So now you can, instead of praying for yourself all the time, start sowing prayers for other people healing and health man and blessing and all those things you're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and then are you ready for this be ready to be the answer to your own prayers yeah because jesus never prayed a prayer he wasn't willing to put his own life in action behind remember when he prayed father forgive them for they know not what they do who provided the forgiveness who died on the cross the one praying it so when you're praying, Lord, I, I bless Billy's finances. I, I bless he and Jill. I, I bless them. I want them to be enriched. He may say, hey, you know that $100 bill you got? I want you to give it to him. And then are you going to say, not so, Lord? Because <laughs> that's an oxymoron, isn't it? You can't say, not so, Lord. It's his money. <laughs> Good preaching, little preacher. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Galatians 6. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever you sow, you can reap. For he sows to his flesh. Will of the flesh reap corruption? Oh, how many times have we tried to fix flesh with flesh? I could preach a whole sermon right there on verse 8. Don't fix flesh with flesh. Don't combat your spouse with flesh. You'll never fix them by the flesh. What you'll do is arouse their flesh. And then from the flesh, you'll both reap corruption. So instead, sow to the Spirit, and you'll reap of the Spirit everlasting life. What does that look like? If you're going to sow to the Spirit, then no, no Stacy by the Spirit. No Tessa by the Spirit. No Donna by the Spirit. Say, hey, you're the righteous. Christy, you're the righteousness of God. You're beautiful in Christ. You're set apart and sanctified in Christ. No, speak, speak life. Speak Spirit. I'd quit, but it's too good in here. Number six, don't settle for healing when Father God wants to bring you wholeness. We talked about that, the leper in John 17. Last one, uh, Matt, you guys can come. 
Make it a goal to have an outright healthy mind every day. There's no doubt we pass on to our bodies the health of the unhealth of our minds. He has given us the mind of Christ. He didn't give you the mind of Christ so you just think on your own. Defer to the mind of Christ. Defer to life in the Spirit. Romans 8, 6. If you're carnally, fleshly minded, it's death. But to be spiritually minded, life and peace. Okay? Our life and peace. And the word there is Zoe life. is the divine life of God and peace. Irene. Is that healthy for us? Is, it, is life and peace healthy for human beings? I'm, I'm not against medication, but I think so many times doctors can, they'll just go to medication. What we need is life and peace. Life and peace are healthy for human beings. And then 1 Corinthians 2, 16, who's known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? We have the mind of Christ. Man, make it a goal every day to have a healthy mind. Super important. Whatever is pure, whatever is just, whatever is worthy of praise, think on these things. And it is intense. You've got to be purposeful, right? How many of you just roll out of bed speaking in tongues every day? I mean, right? It doesn't happen. You've got to roll out of bed and be intentional. I'm going to connect with Jesus before I connect to my phone. Before I get on the Internet, I'm going to connect with Jesus. Stand with me. (laughs) The joy of the Lord is our strength. Don't let the devil have your joy. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You're here this morning. You want to know Jesus? You say, I don't know him, Steve. I want to know him by the Spirit. Raise your hand up in the air. Let us pray for you right now. Anybody, I want to be born again. I want to be of the Spirit. I want to be a brand new creation. Anybody, anybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Gather church. Will you open your hands with me? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the good word of God. I thank you, Jesus, that you are a physician and you will radiant health for everybody in this room. We are culture carriers of the kingdom of God on the earth. We are joy-filled. We are peace-filled. We are love-filled. We are patient people. We are kind and good people. We believe in goodwill, not ill-will. Lord, we have a culture of health and healing and wholeness. Saturate us every day in Jesus' name. Jesus. I've searched the world.